So obviously just a bit about the type of work that you know that I do and perhaps introduction to who I am. Um, you kind of know the reason that I do this. I, I'm a trained private investigator in the state of Colorado, among other things that I do, I, I process serve. Now, the reason that I'm not, um, my name is on the blog, so you actually know who I am. Um, I'm not shy by any means, but I don't intend to probably put my face out there just so that you're, if, if I by chance end up serving you, um, you have no reason. I, I don't shame anybody. I, I may or may not use your name, but you know what? Um, I will be describing some of the things that occur to me personally in this blog and, um, on my podcast. So you're in for a great and wild ride. <laughs> um, but a lot of people don't understand what process serving is. And yes, by definition, um, a process serve is an extension of the judge and of the court system and of, of the process. So that's why they call it that. Um, so a little bit about one of my more amazing serves, um, definitely, um, earlier this year, you know, we're just kind of really coming out of COVID. Um, it was winter time. I'm not going to really tell you where I'm at. Um, I'm pretty sure some of you guys will figure it out. So, um, <clears throat> just so that you're aware, <laughs> um, kind of come up past the property line, came up to the house, rolled my window down on my vehicle. Now I do this for two reasons you under, and you'll understand here in a minute. Um, uh, and I also am contracted out to a couple different companies. So this particular company that I'm contracted to, they don't allow their con, um, their contracted process servers to carry, which if you're familiar with, um, the, the business that's carrying a weapon. So, you know, you really have to either be pretty quick, um, witted or you have to be quick footed. <laughs> so, uh, well, um, I'd like to think I'm a little bit of both. Everybody can run from a bear when they're scared, so. <laughs> but if you can talk it down, that's even better. How's that? So, um, I go up to the door and I knock, um, a, a larger heavy set man opens the door and I'm going to pause right here because we're going to get into the detail. Um, I'm going to hit on this in my, in my podcast quite a bit and really start driving it home to you about detail. A larger heavyset man opens the door and I ask, um, for the person who I'm serving. Um, this person was actually the, the server, the, the serve spouse, the, the subject spouse as he identified himself as such. Um, he told me to wait and close the door. It was, it was wintertime. I don't have a problem with that. I wait and I can hear him behind the door tell me that I'm trespassing and I need to leave. Well, by state law, I can serve, I can serve the spouse if they're, um, how do you say it? If you're co-living or co-resident, um, I can also serve anybody over the age of 18 in the home, um, if they're a co-resident. So unless it states no. So one reason why you wouldn't be serving anybody else other than the subject of the serve is a TRO or a protection order itself. So, um, and those are a little bit different and nine times out of 10, you will actually have your, your sheriff's department serve those. We'll get into that shortly as well. So, um, 
he tells me I'm trespassing by extension of the court. You may have your no trespass sign up, but um, you actually, um, I'm an extension of the court. All process servers are. It's up to that process server whether or not they want to go past that sign. Trespass per se, you know, air quotation marks. Um, he tells me, you know, getting back to what occurred, he tells me that I'm trespassing and I need to leave. Um, so I um, let him know that I've identified him um, as being a spouse and he's become to be hostile. Um, and so I notice and start taking down my detail. Um, I do a drop service. So what happens is, is he actually slammed the door in my face. He's already told me his name. So I actually <laughs> um, left the paperwork on the doorstep, which is completely and totally considered a serve here in the state of Colorado, because you've actually already identified them. They're trying to get out of the serve. So you're fine. I walk back to my vehicle and um, so the door of the house opens back up. I can actually see the light from the, you know, like I said, this is in the evening. It's about 7.30ish, 7 o'clock. Um, I can see the, the light from the door. Um, and he tells me that I'm trespassing on private property and he's getting his gun. Now, in most situations, people tend to run. <laughs> I'm not going to run. I'm not going to put my back to somebody while something's going on, while he's getting a weapon. Um, it's just something that I've, I'm just not going to do it. So remember earlier, I, I mentioned that I rolled my window down. Now, there is a reason for that. Um, I said that the companies that I work for don't allow to carry in on your person. And some of them have gone even farther to state that you cannot carry in your vehicle. Um, so this particular company at the time, I was not, um, I was not carrying on my person, but I also don't carry, um, just a gun. <laughs> um, I have some toys of the trade. So I always leave my window down so that I can reach in and, you know, people, I wouldn't leave a gun sitting on my, my, um, my seat. You know, people assume, and I would assume that somebody's going to have to open the door to get into the, to wherever the weapon's at. So, I, and I don't, I, <laughs> um, I've never drawn my weapon on, on another person, um, in a serve. <laughs> um, that's a different story altogether. And it was from years ago and it was, let's just keep going anyways. So, um, he's got his gun. He goes to his vehicle. I'm, I'm not running. I'm, I'm walking to my vehicle. Um, so always keep your protective gear within your reach. Always the subject, you know, has, it's no longer about a serve to him. It's, it's, you know, it's just, it's personal. He wants me off of his property. He's getting a weapon to do whatever he thinks he's going to do. Now, the most important thing that I will stress to you right now is do not panic. Don't let your fear get the best of you. I watched the subject go into his truck and remove something. At this point, I had to assume it was exactly what he told me it was gun. Um, he was also cussing and threatening me. Well, 
you know what? In order to de-escalate a situation, regardless of how somebody else is treating you, you just have to look at it very clinically. And, you know, I, I just turned around. I said, I, I'm not, you know, I just calmly told him I was not speaking to him in that manner and I didn't appreciate it. You know, um, a lot of other people in the situation would have jumped in their vehicle and just peeled out spitting rocks everywhere. Well, that's a guaranteed get a bullet in the back of your head through your back window of your vehicle or in your vehicle. No, you know, you want to live to tell the tale. That's the whole point, you know, you're going to hear me say some of these things over and over again, live to tell the tale. Nothing is worth your life, but you also need to make sure that you're not doing anything to, you know, antagonize the situation any farther, you know? So I retrieved, you know, my door, I got in, he's still, he's got a flashlight actually shining in my face. So I can't see what he's doing with this weapon. Um, I did let the man know I was leaving his area. I backed out super politely. That is the key. And I drove off of his property. Now you're, you're probably asking me, you know, did I feel like peeling out and spitting rocks all over this, you know, SOB? Hell yes, I did. You know, absolutely. I, I felt 100% about doing that. You know, he has no idea about my life. He has no idea. And this is a, this is a job. This was not me attacking him and his wife. This was, this was their doing by not, you know, I don't even know what it was. I, I, I tend not to read the, um, the serves, um, 100%. It's none of my business for one. And for two, um, if you read all of those serves, you would definitely be, um, <laughs> for one depressed, um, I, I serve hundreds of people, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds over the course of a month. And, you know, I don't want to read that shit. Um, oh, sorry. I don't know if I can say that or not, but I don't want to read that stuff. I, you know, I just don't. Um, so getting back to what, what had occurred, um, you know, uh, this man, this could have escalated. Had I cussed him out, had I spit rocks at him, I could have, I could have ended up in an ambulance heading to a destination unknown. Um, but I didn't. And, um, so I did end up calling the police, actually the sheriff's department. I was in the County. I made a report and, um, I have actually spoke to the ADA several times over, you know, what this, you know, this gentleman did. Um, the gentleman's excuse for his behavior was, oh, well, it was during COVID and, um, I'm, um, I was just so, uh, you know, my wife, I was just worried about her health. Well, no, um, you know, I, I don't, you know, the ADA told me he was real remorseful and he was afraid of COVID. Well, I don't, I don't, you don't do that to somebody. You know, you tell them, you use your words, you know, be an adult, use your words. <laughs> uh, and this is my personal opinion about the DA here in the county that I live in. Um, there needs to be um, a little bit of overhaul. Um, definitely needs to be some, 
overhaul. Maybe some some higher ups in the state come down here, investigate. They're a part of the good old boys club. And it's inherently apparent when you scratch the surface, let alone dig. Um, but that's a story for another time. Uh, so in essence, my, you know, my, my fellow uh, podcast members, you know, hopefully I've got a following here shortly. Um, my fellow podcast members, my fellow process servers, and I am a private investigator licensed with the state of Colorado, which that's a story within itself. Um, you know, this is going to be what we're going to talk about and, and experiences and, and how you can help your other process servers and help an investigation go on. And because you know what, you're going to figure out here soon that um, if this is what you want to do, you're, you're definitely in for a real treat. Uh, people are interesting to say the least. And uh, that's all I got for tonight. Um, I absolutely hope that you enjoyed um, it's going to get a little bit better, a little shaky about recording and whatnot, but, uh, but yeah. And also I've been listening to, uh, to true crime all day. Um, I listened to a blog, um, or a podcast. I'm sorry. I say blog. It's not a blog. I listened to these podcasts and, um, about what's going on in the States currently now it's not unsolved crime. It's what's going on now. And I'm just totally blown away by the state of the United States and the people and what's going on. So, um, and we'll, we'll touch on some unsolved cases, um, from where I'm from and how they've affected me over the years. And, you know, um, kind of interesting like that because, you know, you will come across things that, um, affect you and you'll, you'll want to know how to deal with some of it. And, and I hope that at least listening to a fellow, process server investigator um and i'm got my hands on a few other things right now got some irons in the fire so yeah definitely um hoping that you enjoy you um subscribe and you you know let me know i appreciate it <laughs>